It's a Punk Rock Classrooms podcast bonus episode. Josh and Mike's top albums of 2020. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, happy plan time, safe travels. I am Mike, principal extraordinaire from Lansing, Illinois. And this is Josh Buckley, a social studies teacher from Mesa, Arizona. And we want to welcome you to the Punk Rock Classrooms podcast, where we bring passion, unity, and DIY to what we do in the classroom and in our schools. You don't need to have, you know, baseball caps and uh, thick frame glasses like Josh and I to be a member of the punk rock classrooms. It doesn't matter. You can have thin wired glasses. You could be wearing contacts. We are all members of the punk rock classrooms. That's right. That's right. And this is an exciting, this is an exciting episode. I'm stoked. This is a bonus episode. Mike, you and I are going to recap our top five albums of 2020. 2020 has been one of those years. Uh, but yes. I'm going to, I'm going to say like music has been one of those things that's really gotten me through a year like this. And so I'm excited to talk about our top five albums. I think we have two records that overlap of our so. lists. I think we've got two that overlap. So that's exciting. So we're going to talk about, we're each going to share our top five. We're going to talk about why those albums, uh, why we like those albums, what those albums meant to us for this year. And then hopefully you can go check them out if you haven't listened to them yet. We're going to put together a playlist for you. We're going to take a song from each album, put it on the playlist and put it out so you can check it out. So let's get underway. Let's start with number five. Let's start with number five, Mike. So here's what I got to know. What's your number five album? This is, this is always this, the tough one for your top this, five list. Yes, this was the toughest spot to pick for. You know, like like one, two, and three, like hands down, you kind of knew, like these are my albums. But the number five, because in 2020, there's been so much that has come out. And I think because, you know, of the quarantine and the pandemic and everything, like, like a lot of people said, like those creative juices just start flowing. Right. Because you have nothing else to do. So there's been a lot of, of amazing records that came out. And you out. can't this play was... any shows, so you might as well put your record out and see if you can make some money that right. way, right? Yeah. Right. So number five was tough. And, and, you know, I went back and forth on a lot of different albums that came out. But I narrowed it down about a week or two ago. Um, I put this record on. I went for a run. And I was like, you know what? I just I need to, to listen to this one more time to see because it was in my top five and I took it out and I'm glad I put it back in, but I'm going with rotting outs newest one Ronan, you know, these guys kind of took a hiatus for one, you know, Walter Delgado, the singer, he said he was kind of losing interest in his passion for it. And he's a straight edge dude. And then he goes to jail for smuggling marijuana. So he, he spends some time in jail and then he comes out and he gets back in and they put out this record that just, it's, it's hard to pinpoint, you know, it's got like some hardcore elements, reminds me sometimes kind of like a Bane. A little bit, yeah, yeah. A little bit, but then it's got like some kind of thrash in there and his voice kind of like, and, and here's why I think of like Bane, because, you know, when you think of Bane, Aaron's voice, he wasn't the, like, it's not the greatest voice, but it worked, right? Yeah. And in and, and rotting out Walter's voice, it just fits for there's what like something doing. like tough and nasally about it that i just yes. don't get it's super I, it's a great album it's a great it's, album. It's all around so i mean whether you're into you know metal hardcore punk i think 
you would be a fan of it. So Ronan um, by Roddy now is my number five. What about you? That That's a good album. That's a good album. It it's didn't good. crack. It didn't crack my top five. Uh, my five, my number five album is uh, Paint My Memory by Somerset Thrower. Uh, I went, uh, I went a little emo for my number five right. pick. My, my list kind of bounces all over the place. Um, but this album, it came out uh, late in the year. It came out in November. Uh, and I was, and, and immediately I was like, oh man, what year is it, right? Like it didn't feel like 2020. This album feels like it would be right at home on an emo diary comp in like 1998, uh, 1996, 98, somewhere around there. Uh, And it is, it's like a great album of uh, like, just, you know, it, it's it's out on Triple B Records. Triple B is like a pretty big hardcore label, um, but they do a little bit of emo, a little bit of that. And this is one of those albums where, I don't know if you want to, there's this emo grunge revival going on, right? Yeah. There and is. there's a ton of bands that that kind of are, are hearkening back to bands of my youth. And uh, once I heard this album, I was like, yep, this is, this is good stuff. So Somerset Thrower, um, Paint My Memory is the name of the album. Uh, it's it's great, man. There's just something really, uh, uh, just something like fun and mellow, but still like that, that not as, not, I and mean, here's the thing. We got to tell the audience, this isn't like cover one of my eyes with my hair, sad, sad emo, <laughs> right. right? This is right. this is 90s emo. This is before everybody started to be emo plus AFI, right? Like this right, is right. This is you wear your backpack and you cuff your jeans and you, you rock a sweater with a button up. This is that kind of emo. It, it, like it's, it's I, I think they're from uh, East Coast, but it very much feels like Midwest emo, you know, like. Very cool. Yeah, so I totally dug this album. This is This is my number five. So what's your number four, Mike? What's your number four? This this album, my number four, I was super excited about. I discovered this band a few years ago, just going down the um, Spotify rabbit hole. And they easily became one of my favorite bands. And when I found out they were putting a new record out this year, I was super stoked. Um, and that's Kill Lincoln. Their album, Can't Complain. Like, there's just, they're playing kind of like what you were just saying with Somerset Thrower, that they're, they're playing music that reminds you of your youth. Like yeah. growing up, like I was huge into the ska punk scene, right? Like that, like that, if you were to say back in like the nineties, two thousands, like what's your favorite genre, if you want to do that, it would have been ska punk and kill Lincoln does it. Like they do it better than so many bands did it back in the day. And like their horn sections, just quality, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a killer album. And, um, yeah, I mean, that's all I really got to say about it. It's, it's, I don't want to spoil the rest of my list, but I feel like 2020 had a, a good kind of ska revival to it. Like There there was some good ska albums that came out this year. This, yes. This, like, and the, the, this is my, so I, spoiler alert, this is on my list as well. And the horn parts are phenomenal like as a band geek as a kid who grew up playing trumpet in band like from fourth grade to 12th grade i found less than jake when i like right before my freshman year of high school and like i was like this is it this is the best thing ever and the horn parts on this are some of the best horn on this on this kill lincoln album are some of the best ska horn parts bar none that i have heard period like right. i like period the thing, and, and when it comes and, and i've always thought this 
when you're listening to Scathers horns, there were the bands who threw in a horn section just to say, hey, we got horns. Right. And it's just like they did like a couple notes here and there. Like it, it, you're like, dude, you can get rid of these and be like, you know, a sort of jelly beans or op ivy yeah. or something. You don't even need the horns. But Kill Lincoln, like the horns are such like an integral part of their sound. It's just. Uh, and know, these, this, and the, the folks who play horns in this band, like they are good, right? Like they yeah. write some like some serious parts. There's like some. Like, and this is like, goes to my, like anybody who's a, a jazz fan and who likes sort of like freeform jazz stuff. There's one of the songs on the album and I can't remember the name of the track, but it goes into this sort of like freeform. It reminds me of Elbert Eiler's style, like acid jazz in the middle of it. And I'm like, what? Yes. <laughs> like, yes. And no joke, Mike, there's a, there's a horn track on one of these albums. I was running and it's cold and like this year has been really crappy and you know when a song comes on on your run and you get goosebumps right yes and you just feel it the horn parts horn part comes on and i get goosebumps i'm not gonna lie i'm not gonna lie i shed a little tear and i was like 2020 you're screwed up this is like right a, a ska song is like giving me so much emotion right now because this year sucks so much that i'm going to shed a tear with goosebumps as i listen to this killer lincoln album fantastic album what about you what's your number four my number four is uh laura jane grace's album stay alive uh she's a singer That's from a against one. from against me uh put out this album uh it was some tracks that she'd been working on that, that were that were that were going to be against me tracks but with quarantine and with you know not being able to do shows and not being able to practice she was like i'm just going to record them and put them out myself and it is a fantastic folk punk album there's like every couple of tracks, there's like drum machine loop behind it. Yeah. And those are some of my favorite tracks. Like it's very stripped down. It's very raw. Um, it is, a, it's a great album. And this is like, this is a year for me where I've kind of haven't listened to a lot of like acoustic or a lot of like quiet music. Right. Um, although like, that's what I play. Cause like I, I play acoustic guitar and write stuff like that. But this is one of those albums I was like, nope, this one's, this is too good to not listen to. And I listened to it. Um, my son is in, in gymnastics and this was like my driving at night to go pick him up from nice. gymnastics music was this one. Great album. You know, it'll be interesting to see because these, like you said, these are originally songs that she was writing for Against Me. Yeah. And, you know, I, I've always, I've been a Against Me fan for, I don't know, forever. And uh, it'll be interesting to see if they do anything with them, like when, when all this is said and done, when, when the I, 2020, right. you know, when they go to shows, you think they're going to pick it up and play it, you know, as a full, full on band. Uh, you think they'll ever do like a recording or maybe an EP down the road. Like we're against me. Pulls a couple of those tracks. Right. in, Yeah. You know, Cause there's think, some, there's some pretty good. So I mean, some of them are pretty, some of them are pretty slow and folky, but there's a couple of them where you could see like would be, against me rippers right they would be some serious you could put some fire behind it and there would be some like solid tracks on there it's because it's interesting when usually somebody goes and does a solo record it's because they want to do something they can't do with their band but right these were supposed to be songs for the band so it'll be interesting to see like what yeah yeah well that's the same it or that's the same know. thing like the uh the ukulele album uh yes. that rebuke album um, right. by milo from descendants like he was like look i had these songs and uh, they had a shelf life because they were political and they had to be done before the 
they had to be out before the election and like we weren't rehearsing. And so I recorded a full year. I recorded these, you know, these three songs on ukulele, but then the descendants took two of them and then put them out as an EP as well. Right, so right. I'm curious, I'm curious as how it'll work. Uh, if, if, if Laura takes those songs and, and does them with against me, but that's, that's my, that's my number four. What's your number three, sir? This was a tough one. Of what uh, this was, I this is this, this is where the rubber hits the road. Where you're like, yeah. these are the top three. These are the three albums that I love the most this year, and it's like a race between them. It's, and then you know, I, I I knew this would be a top. I knew these all my top three would be. All right, I'm not gonna lie. My top, my number one pick. I knew that was gonna be that pretty early on when it was released. But number two and three, I've gone back and forth of where to put them. And uh, you know, number three. Uh, if, if you listen to the show, if you've, you know, uh, I've, I've said before, my favorite band of all time has always been the Suicide Machines. And they, it's been what, like 10 years? No, like 16 years. It's been a long time since they put out a record. And they kind of out of nowhere, you know, I knew they'd been touring and it, you know, it's like, it's got, you know, mostly, it's got mostly guys from their last album. And then, you know, Jay went off and did like Hellmouth. So it's got the guitar player from Hellmouth in it. And, you know, they, they put out early in, uh, I think it was 2019. They said, Hey, we got a new record coming out on fat records, you know, of all record labels and, uh, revolution spring, uh, was the name of the album. And we've talked about it on the show. We put out as picks of the week, but they came back. Oh, it's just like, they went back to. They went back to the roots, man. Yeah. It's destruction without definition. It's like, it's it's, so good. Yeah. And, you know, I just, I was listening to it a lot over um, like December 22nd, 23rd. I was doing a lot of last minute curbside pickups. <laughs> so I was like, I was in the car a lot by myself and I had this record on again, trying to see where it fit. And um, I just, I, it, it almost made it to number two, but I'm like, no, no, there's a reason number two is going to be number two. So, you know, they, like I said, they came back and just they still know what they're doing man it's it's a solid album and uh two like it like they put out two singles before they dropped the album like both of these are really good what's this gonna be and like there is not a disappointing track on that entire album there's there's not it's a every track's good it's a great album so my number three we already talked about it my number three is kill lincoln can't complain uh that slid into the three spot i haven't enjoyed a ska album in a long time so uh this one i was like okay this is it had everything i had everything i wanted great horn parts uh fantastic punk parts and the ska is wonderfully ska so like that it made my number three for me so i just love too that there's not i know there's a ska punk scene still it's 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 nowhere like it used to be when we were growing well, there's up. A, there, we, you mentioned it earlier. But, there's a revival of like ska bands. I've been reading and, about it in a couple different blogs and music things. Like it's back this year, you know. And I I think Hill Lincoln can be one of like the you know like when we were growing up, like Less and Jake was like one of those top yeah. bands. Like they helped push it. The Boston it's like quality like fourth wave ska, right? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes. I think Hill Lincoln could be right there at the top. You know, pushing this and you know they're just so talented. Yeah. Um, so what's your number? This is the la- these are the these are the ones. These are the tough ones. This is one and two. What's what's your number two album? My number two, you know, it's uh you introduced me to this record. You kind of you you sent me a message, you're like, hey, you gotta check this out. 
I'll not, I'm not going to lie. The first time I listened to it, I, I did not really dig it. I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. Like, it's all right. You know, you, you told me it's kind of like Comeback Kids, get some hardcore, some punk. But then there was something about it where it's, you know, when you get one of those albums, you listen to it and you're like, ah, okay, well, that's not my thing. But then like you kind of keep in your head, you're like, all right, for some reason, like I need to give it another chance. And I'm so yeah. glad I did. Um, the Weight and the Cost by Be Well, kind of like this hardcore super group comes together, you know, like they got all the young Aaron from uh, Baines playing guitar. They got the guitar player from Darkest Hour. Um, uh, you know, Brian McTurnan, who's produced like everything. Hey, every album you the, love in the punk hardcore world, right. McTurnan has done it. <laughs> and like this record, and I think the reason that I connected with it so much, man, was it, it, it kind of came out at the beginning of the school year. And this record, it's not like you're, he takes it, Brian's lyrics are so personal and like it's like an emotional roller coaster like there's there's songs that are so down where you feel bad for the guy you want to pick him up and give him a hug but then there's songs of like hope when about his kids and you know it's so it's like this roller coaster of emotions and at the beginning of the school year and i've i've done reflections and episodes on this i was a i was a roller coaster of emotions because i couldn't quite find myself you know with my position being the principal you know i didn't have the interactions with kids virtually and you know i was questioning myself and my effectiveness and my worth and i think this record just to have like you know they're all i mean they're older than i am and yeah these are all dudes in their 40s right like and (laughs) and i'm like man this is okay it's okay to say hey i'm not okay right now right and and it's just I think just you could just tell in the record and I want to see these guys live so bad. Yes. Because the passion they have in, in these songs and Brian's lyrics and his singing, you know, parts where his voice like cracks, mm-hmm. like you would think like an, a 16 year old kid's voice would crack. It's like, man, this is real. And yeah, uh, yeah. it's just a, an amazing record. It is, uh, look, I'm, this is my record of the year. This is my, I, as soon as I heard the first single from this album, I was like, you can just write it down right now. This is my album of the year. Confessional was this first single they dropped for yes. it. And I was like, okay, this is my album. And this was my most listened to album on Spotify. The first four tracks are my first four listen, most listened to tracks on, on Spotify for the year. Uh, and it came out in the middle of the year, right? Like it came out not even after after halfway through the year. Right. Um, I agree with you, man. Like this is one of those things where I had it like the summer sucked, dude. Like I had a really yes. rough end of the year um, and kind of prepping for what school would look like coming back. I had a thousand meetings, meeting with teachers and organizing stuff about what it looks like to come back. And I just continually felt defeated, right? Yes. And to listen to this album and go like, I'm not alone in, in feeling super crappy. And we talk about that a lot. Like it, you're not alone in the way you feel that you need to reach right. out to people that you need to, to do that in, in, in the lyrics and the, the feeling and the emotion in this record. I have never been so hit by an album or felt so connected to an album in a real long time, like as an adult uh, who right. listens to like right. hardcore and punk. And we talk about this on the show, like, you know, like 
I love uplifting hardcore lyrics, right? Like come together, fight the, you know, fight right. the power, you right. know, like, you know, and then, then punk that's about sort of like uniting and overcoming stuff. And that sort of themes of hardcore and punk and stuff like that. Like I love, uh, and that gets me hype, but this album made me go like, crap, man. I feel like it made me connect in a way I've never connected before. So this, this would be my, this is my album of the year. This one, and that's here. The thing. this record made me like you said when I, I remember being in high school and putting my big old like bose headphones on right and just sitting there reading the lyric cards to my favorite records memorizing them and feeling you know just being taken to another place like, yeah this record i haven't you said as an adult i haven't felt a connection to a record like this since like back when when i was growing up and it just they did a great job with it. I'm, I'm excited to see, because like I said, I don't, like this wasn't one of those like, hey, so let's get a super group together and we're going to do a one-off record. And you know, No, they're, they're already writing new stuff, man. Yeah. They talked about like, like they finally got back together and started writing yeah. stuff to, and like, they're they're stoked I'm, to play shows and stuff, man. And I love that it's, it's different than their other stuff. It's kind of got like it parts that like kind of like 90s post hardcore grungy sound to it. You know, it's not yeah. like, it's it's different it's you guys yeah. gotta check it out if you haven't already i totally um, so my number two album yeah what's your number two my number two album is uh oh man what's it so it, I, it's don't sleep's album that they dropped this year and i know that you and i we don't agree on this album which is which is it's fine i i get it right, uh, right. but this is this is my this is my number two it's called uh, the album's turn the tide by don't sleep uh dave smalley from uh dag nasty on vocals a uh, couple of like again, hardcore super group guys who've been in other hardcore bands playing on this album. Um, I love Dag Nasty and dudes from Dag Nasty put out like two albums this year and both of them, one of them was only an EP. So it made my top, I won't pick an EP right. for my top album list. Right, right. I Dude, I love this album. This is uh, essentially, a, it's a it's my favorite punk album of the year. I, I have a hard time saying that this is a hardcore album. Yeah, I agree. Uh, I, I I thought it was more punk. When it's I, it's when I was it's to it. It's far more punk than hardcore, and uh, I love it, dude. This is this album. Again, it was one of those albums where they were letting tracks out little by little, and I was like, okay, this is good. This is a good track. Um, I love Dave Smalley's voice. He pushes himself a little uh, more on this than he has on other albums. He does a little more singing on this than, than on some other albums. I didn't really like Down By Law. I'm not a no. giant Down By Law fan, but I love Dag Nasty. Uh, that, that, that first Dag Nasty album, uh, it's, it's got a place in my heart. So this is like that album if it were better produced, right? Like if instead of being recorded in, you know, 89 or whatever that album right. was, it was, it was done now in, in 20, in, uh, in, 2020 but this is that this is an album where again there were a couple albums where you know this is this was my year of like running a ton and it had to be fast and it had to be driving and i needed someone yelling at me the whole time and this album because be well there's a couple tracks that are slower yes and so like it i would listen to it and then i'd be like okay i i took some of the tracks and put them on a mix this album I could listen to all the way through until they hit the uh, reggae track. And then I was like, okay, I got to skip to the next album. Cause that's the, like the track they end on. Right. Uh, but this was, this was an album where the entire time I was like, okay, this keeps my pace. Uh, so all right, I got, uh, I'm going to, I'm going to give another chance. Don't sleep. Turn the tide. This is my second album. Number two album of the year. What's your number two or what's your number two. You said was be well, we got that. What's your number one album. Mike? Man, this one, this surprised me how much i liked it 
because I never really got into this band. Like they, this was a band that I knew about. And I, I, oh, these are some good tracks. You know, you listen to them here and there. Like I never really got into them, into them. And, you know, it's, it's Dancing with the Curses, the album by Get Dead. They're, they're kind of, they've always kind of had a lot of acoustic kind of songs, you know, then they have some, you know, songs where they were plugged in. And then this record comes out and it's, they're one of those bands that don't put records out like every year, you know, like some punk bands, yeah. like every year we got a new record coming out. Like they, they take some time. It's been a couple of years since their last one. And this record, I don't know, man, I think it came out at the perfect time because they've really only got like two, two acoustic songs on there, which are still phenomenal tracks, yeah. you know, like, yeah the rest like they're plugged in and it's got like a lot of like kind of ska reggae type of riffs to it and the lyrics it's just it came out i think at the perfect time where everything in the world you know is like up in arms we got this pandemic you know everything the injustices that happened with george floyd like all of this is going on and then this record comes out and it's like one of those records where it's not like an aggressive, like in your face, Hey, let's stand up. We got to, you know, fight for what's yeah. going. It's got like this more, like, I don't know. I, I can't explain it. Like, and I can't pick a favorite track every day. I wake up. There's like a new track where it's just in my head. I'm like, all right, I'm going to go listen to fire sale today, or I'm going to listen to hard times. Like it's just, it, it, I want to listen to their other records again to see if they grab me like this one. <laughs> But I, when I'm like, hey, I'm going to put Get Dead on, it's, oh, I put this on. I mean, I could run to it. You know, I could drive to it. I can relax to it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, a, it's a solid album. I really look that first, the first track, Disruption, is a great track. It it's is, got like a hip hop feel. Right. It's kind of like rapping to it. Yeah, it's, it's super good. Like, it's, it's Everything. one of those albums where, and I went back and I was like, I never, I had never listened to him before. Right. So um, I went back and listened to some of the other, albums i was like i don't how is this i guess it's connected and like because this right. album feels way different than their yes than their, than their other ones but i dig it it's a good album it's a good album but i you know my number one i had mentioned it i'm not going to go into any more that that be well the weight and the cost is my number one album of the year like i said i knew it as soon as i heard that first track i it's on the internet somewhere i have a i have a group of friends who uh we have a Facebook group where we share music. Uh, it's called like after 26. And it's like, when you're older, like what, where do you find music? And so like, we all have like kids or like, you know, and all this stuff. And so we just share music on this, on this Facebook page. And I put it up there. I'm like, this is my album of the year. I know it right now. As soon as that single dropped, I'm like, this is it. This is the one. Uh, so be well, waiting the cost is my number one. Um, so good. Seriously. Like, I, like I said, I've never connected to an album like that in a long time. So that's our top five. Is there one that you, that didn't make the cut that you're like, that you want to tell the folks this didn't make my top five, but you should definitely go listen to it. If you had to put one out there, I'm putting you on the spot. You didn't plan for this. I didn't plan for this. I mean, I guess it, I, this record, I wish I would have got into earlier than I did. Lamb of God put out a new record this year. It came out in like July. Like I had no idea. And even when I sent it to you as a pick of the week, a few weeks ago, you're like, I didn't even know they put a new record out. Yeah. And literally like, I think it was like two, three weeks ago. I started listening to it and I'm, I'm really 
digging it. I've been kind of like on this like metal, you know, before we started recording, I was telling you about this new death yeah. metal uh, band I found. And, and I wish I would have found this Lamb of God record in, in July when it came out. Cause maybe I, it would have made my top five, but I definitely, you know, if, if you never like Lamb of God, I mean, you probably won't like it. It's, it sounds <laughs> like Lamb of God. I mean, it's not, it's not like anything new or groundbreaking, but if you've been into you know metal or you've liked them before, I mean, you'll definitely, you'll definitely dig it. So. All right. I think my one, that, my one that almost cracked the top five, it's a great album. Uh, it's um, Blue Hearts by Bob Mould. Uh, yes. So from Husker Du, uh, Punk Rock. That came out early though, didn't it? Punk Rock God uh, put this album out and it is everything that you want a Bob Mould album to be, but it actually came out in September. So like, I think he, I think he did some tracks way early. I think he released some yes. tracks pretty early, but this came out in the end of September. Uh, it is a great album. It starts with it's political. It's like, it, it's, it's um, about the times. There's one track on here called American crisis where he, he flips back to like, he, I thought I was done with all this crap in the eighties. Right. And, but right. you know, I'm dealing you know, we're dealing with all this stuff again. And so it is a fan, fantastic tour de force it is fast it's loud it's like everything you want uh from a sort of like bob mould husker do album and that, but a, that is a good record it's a, it's a good record um i i bought i've got it on vinyl i put it on i get the good i get the <laughs> the crackle before it starts it's 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 a fantastic album so that that would be that's my number six now i do this i make my list every year so i have a top 10 list that i put together plus my I don't like to put EPs on my list. So I have a top 10 and my top five like EP demos that I, that I put together. So I'll share, I'll share that out with folks uh, on Twitter and, and in the show notes for this. So you can find, you'll be able to find all that stuff. So Mike, all we did this time was talk about what we've been listening to. Uh, this is kind of nice. This is a good bonus, ep- <laughs> a good bonus episode. Um, and we're, we're, we're dropping this. You can listen to it. I, you know, you can find us on uh, Instagram and Twitter at the same three handles at punk classrooms for the show at Josh R Buckley for me at Mike R Earnshaw for Mike. You can find us on all three, uh, all three of those on the same two platforms. Everybody. Thanks so much for tuning in. Uh, we're glad you're here. We hope that you go check out those albums. We're going to put the list together. You can find it in the show notes and go check out our, uh, our top albums of uh, 2020. All right, Mike and I will see you at the show. show.